Welcome to episode six of the Golfer and Yogini podcast, where we talk about subjects that we are passionate about. My name is Kevin, and I am the golfer. And my name is Mallory, and I'm the Yogini. On this podcast, we get to talk with Adrian Smith, who is a professional triathlete, Ironman competitor, and yoga instructor extraordinaire. In this episode, we talk with Adrienne about how she has found success in her passions through tapping into the mindset of playfulness. She also shares with us how passionate she is about powerful sharing. We're pretty sure that you'll be super inspired after listening to this episode. I know I was inspired about um, after listening to this episode and during the conversation. Me too. Yeah, it was a good one. I thought it was a very inspiring conversation, so... I'm sure our listeners will think so as well. Yeah. All right. This episode is brought to you by Easy Golf League. If you belong to a golf club and are a manager of a golf league or a golf club and you're using spreadsheets and email and sign-up sheets and tournament software to keep track of your club, try using software that will facilitate all of that in one place in an automated way with Easy Golf League. With Easy Golf League, you will get live scoring, live leaderboard, online payment structure, and automated tracking of your entire club online. Check it out at www.easygolfleague.com. That's the letter E, the letter Z, golfleague.com. Um, also, like to throw a shout out to our producer, Kate, who does a fantastic job of putting all of this together in one um, streaming audio file that our listeners get to listen to. So, thanks for doing a great job, Kate. Um, and we'll just shoot it off over to you. Kick it off, Kate. Kick off the podcast. <laughs> have to really talk real good okay (laughs) Okay. you know i was thinking about it while i was riding my bike today and i was thinking about um two things i went for a run with friends today and then i rode my bike and jason was telling the story about going for doing this crazy run and people saw pictures and like you were all bloody and from bike ride he's like no that was actually from a run and they're like what kind of run were you doing and just listening to how excited he got about sharing what he was doing and then he kept going and he's telling kept telling this like about the race and he said it was one of those races where he's like there wasn't even marked trails like there was little tags on trees and you just went through and you had to follow the little ribbons and there was also like um things along the way where you had to grab like a hat and then take it to the finish line or whatever. And I was like, this sounds like a video game, like where you're just like munching numbers or like, you know, whatever. And so while I was riding my bike today, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I get excited about it's it's like weird, but it's like, if I have a goal that I have, I'm looking to hit and it's like, this doesn't ever happen in business, but if I'm like riding my bike and I'm supposed to hit like a certain number or I'm running and I have to hit like a certain pace, it becomes like a fun game. And so like I think about like, you know, like the slogan at the studio is push, play, expand. And it's like you can take it as like push, play, and expand. Or you can almost talk about it as like push, play. And it's like this constant thing of like going back to being a little kid of playing and making it fun and making it enjoyable. And I think when I've done that, whether it's teaching yoga or riding my bike or training for races or dancing and making it like a play thing versus this is effort and it's supposed to be a certain way that just lights me up yeah are there are there things specifically that are that you automatically consider a game Hmm. like so for example and by the way i don't i don't know how much 
Mallory talked to you about our little podcast, but we call it the golfer and the yogini. Oh no. And so, yeah, so I'm the golfer, she's the yogini. And, you know, that's what we're passionate about, right? Like I'll wake up at four in the morning to go play, to go drive three hours to go play golf at eight in the morning, you know, or seven in the Mm -hmm. morning. But golf is a game, I guess. But if you think about it as a game, though, but I, yeah, yeah. I think I, it's, I, it is like, it's literally a game, I guess, because we define it that way. But like, I think about it as a game and there's other things that you can do and be passionate about. Like you're talking about if you think about it as a game. So what are like, yeah, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I was just watching this like 30 for 30 on ESPN on, I don't know who it was, but it's like come up like several times. By, by the way, that's so cool that you watch ESPN. <laughs> I live with two boys. Um, And anyway, the guy that was, he set the world record for, I should know this because he's like the world record holder for the number, most number of free throws, consecutive free throws, 2,700 plus consecutive free throws made. And he's, he's, he talks about that. And he's like another guy that's one of his players was talking about it. He's like, I'll be out here shooting baskets and practicing. And he's like, if for one second I think about what I'm doing, that it doesn't matter, it takes me out and it's like, I'm going to lose, I'm going to miss the next shot. And I would say, so like, I think about that as like, if it's just a game and it doesn't matter, like there's so many times, and I talked to a friend about this when he was just running the New York marathon, he was trying to get to three hour, like a sub three hour marathon. And at one point when he was in the hurt locker, he's got like 12 miles to go. He said, oh, it doesn't matter. 310 is fine. Like, I don't need to go that fast. And he's like, no, seriously. He's like, I've worked so hard. It's 12 more miles. And then it's like this, it's then that's like the game of in your head game of like, okay, so what is that? What pace is that? How fast do I have to go? And it's almost like you're playing Frogger while you're running and you're going through people and you see someone, you're like, I can catch that person. And it's like this game, but it's like, not in the sense that we, I think, normally define it. And because you go back and forth between like focusing on your goal and then focusing on it being just like a fun activity that you're weaving through people and you're trying to reach this goal, but it's like this dance back and forth. I mean, it's similar to like a yoga practice where you're like trying to get into a handstand, but it's not the handstand that's the goal. It's like the process of getting there. That's the, you know, the journey, the destination, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I we've kind of been learning this um, recently about like making making life a game. And if you do make it a game, it is anything can be fun, right? Because we all have defined games being fun, so um, that it it works when you can pull yourself out of like the this sucks. Or yeah. whatever. If you make it a game, it it, it can help. Um, but I know we all kind of have our own things where we don't even need to make them a game because it's just something that we've already, we already consider just like, Fun. yeah. yeah. You- I would, you know, it's interesting because I've gone back and forth on this so much in the last you know, seven years since I first started doing triathlons. And um, I remember when I first like started going to the gym like really early before I would go to like my old job of working like eight to five. And it was like, I looked forward to going to the gym so that I could avoid 20 minutes of traffic. Like 20 minutes is not a big deal, but I was just like, I'm not wasting 20 minutes of my life sitting in a car. I'm going to go there really early. And I looked forward to going and like, I wouldn't even think I was even training specifically at that time, but it was just like, I'm going to do this is fun. This is just like what I do. And then 
once I started like signing up for races and it was just something I was doing, but it, it was just enjoyment of it. Like there was no, there's like the beginner's mind, I guess is like the best way to put it is I didn't have any expectations. I was just like, I'm just going to start swimming and then swimming is hard. And then it started getting easier. And then it was like, wow, I'm actually kind of good at this. And then I started to put the expectations on. And then once the expectations were there, (laughs) the fun stopped. And, and I've gone back and forth and I think about like specific years where I had like, and I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I'm like, what was going on for me that made those certain specific years? And there's always days where it's not easy and it's hard to get up and you're tired. But it was because it was just out of the sheer joy of doing it. It wasn't like I had to prove something. It was, I had a goal. I saw progress and it was fun. There's no pressure from someone saying like you have to do this or you have to reach this place, but it was just the sheer joy of what can I make happen today? Yeah. So, so is it because you're talking about being a triathlete? Mm-hmm. Is it? Would you say you're passionate about triathlons, or would you say you're passionate about racing, or would you say you're you're you just like exercise? I like exercise. Yeah, like that was like shown like a big light on like this last couple of weeks. I traveled a lot and during some of my travels, it was like I went out to exercise so that I could just have an excuse to be away from people. And I was like, I'm going to have my time. And then as I was out, I was like, I really like running. Like I, I'm not just doing this just to get away. I actually really like it. And then there was times where it was like I was in Mexico and I was like, three hours ahead or yeah, the time zone was three hours ahead. And I just like, couldn't get out of bed in the morning. Like, I do not want to get up and run in the morning. And I was like, how did you love running last week? And this week you don't <laughs> like it. And I was like, there was also other things going on or like, you know, sleep and time zone changes. It's really hot and whatever else. But then I realized that I like my bot, like I wanted to move, like just sitting around all day was just not, it didn't feel good. And so the next, so it was in like a 10 day trip in Mexico. The first five was like one program. The next five was a different one. And I was like, I wanted to practice yoga every day. And I wanted, it was either running or yoga. Something was happening. And don't get me wrong. It was like plenty of like laying on the beach time as well. But it was like at some point I'm like, okay, I need to do something. And not just do something because I was like not feeling productive or I was not accomplishing something, but more just like I need to move. And I just know how much bo- my body feel better, body how much better my body feels when it's moving. I was talking about this with a friend today. Was I said in the last year of not training for any races, my body has hurt more than it ever has, which is weird because it's like, well, what have you been doing? And asking the question about like, do you do it just because you like exercise? And I think that's one thing, but it's also. Um, I, it's important to, to, I haven't spent like this last year, I haven't spent a lot of time doing anything for myself. And so it's like, my business is like so much of, I don't want to say like my identity, but it's like what I think of every, like almost every moment of the day. And just like anybody working in anything, it's so important to have something where you're separating from that. And before doing triathlon was like, I raced professionally for two years and I thought about it not as a job, but like, if I wasn't out swimming five days a week, then I wasn't good. I shouldn't have been racing professionally. 
because all the people I was competing against were doing that much. They were, you know, training 30 plus hours a week. And then it was like, I was putting that on myself and it became not fun. It was like, I had to do it. It was an obligation. And having taken a year off and then now going back into it, I was just like, no, I really want to do this. I like exercising. It's fun. I like racing. There's always something new that comes up every time you race that you learn about yourself or your body or just your ability to handle stressful situations. So it's almost like a constant, uh, it's like constantly learning. It's almost like you're in school in a different way. Yeah. So you mentioned like getting to the point where your passion kind of becomes work, right? Mm. And I think it's the expectations that we start to put on ourselves. So like, how do you, how have you in the past like gotten past that? You just take time off, like you were saying with the racing? And yeah, like- I think that's what like, at the times when I took time off, it was like um, several years ago when Jason and I first moved out to California um, in 2010, it was like an off year for me. I just kind of like sort of trained a little bit, but we were trying to figure life out. And then I felt bad that I was going out and riding my bike for three hours. I'm like, I'm not, I don't even have a job and I'm living in California. Like this is wrong. And (laughs) yeah. And then the next year, and then I like started my studio and like got that going. And, um, it's crazy because the year that I opened my first studio, I was, I opened the studio the same year I signed up for my first Ironman. So it was just like I was doing the like like the most that a person could probably like physically do in a day, but I was like the healthiest like healthiest I could never got sick. Um I felt great. I had a lot of energy. Like I was teaching more yoga classes than I ever taught and I was training more than I've ever trained. And I was like people would always be like how do you do all this? I'm like cuz everything <laughs> I'm doing is cuz I love to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a sense of like we talked about before is like the higher being human being thing. Yeah. And it was just like if you're in your like highest being where there's like no sense of time and endless amounts of energy, it was just like I was just like living the dream. But then the moment it came back to, oh, I have to do this and I'm, I need to produce some sort of result. It was like, this isn't fun anymore. Isn't it so interesting that like we have the ability to turn fun into work? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you started all that stuff because it was so fun for you and you wanted to do it. And then all of a sudden, somehow in your life, you, you managed to switch it to like, this is work. Yeah. And that's definitely (laughs) even happened for yoga. It's like, I mean, many, many times I'm like, and I even had the thought today of like, oh, I have to, you know, there's over Christmas, like everyone's gone and then blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to be teaching all these classes. I'm like, wait a second here. Like, this is like what you wanted to do and now all of a sudden if you're teaching three classes a day that's like too many like what happened and I don't know what I don't know how that shifted but yeah well I just I think that there's a misnomer around we you know because we see all these people in life who are you know successful at you know, whatever it is that they're passionate about and that, you know, you see them at parties where they're talking about what they do and they love it and it's great. You know, like, you know, my, my brother-in-law, her, her brother-in-law, uh, Ron, he owns his own business and he just portrays this like kind of life of leisure, but, and, and some of it is, is that, but it takes work to get yeah. there. Right. And so when all we see is like the Instagram photos and yeah. you know what people tell you and how successful everybody is and you're like I want that and then you go and get that and, you, and from my point of view you have that but when you're in it you, you, it 
it's not easy. Yeah. Like it takes work, yeah, you know, to accomplish. Day little things that not everybody thinks about. Like, you know, just this last couple of weeks, and it's been so cold. It's the silliest thing. But the door doesn't close. We like had a break in, got a new door, didn't have the door closer put on the door. And so when it was 95 degrees, it was great. Like fresh air coming into the, into the lobby. Well, once it got to like 40 and then the cold air is blowing in constantly and everyone's in the lobby freezing. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my God, I need to fix the door. I'm like the worst, I'm like the worst business owner ever. And so like the only thing I could think about for like a week was like getting the door closer installed. And like none of the teachers had to have that on their mind of like that has to get installed. But I'm thinking like, if I don't do it, then I've screwed up in some sort of fashion. And like, that's always, that is always coming up. Like if there's a class that's light and it's not as busy, then then that I'm like, oh, the, is this is the <laughs> studio going downhill? And then later on in the afternoon, there's 30 people that shows up to one yeah. class. I'm like, okay, things are good. But yeah. it's like this constant wave. And I'm just like, why don't just be in the flow of things? And then it's, it all works. Totally. I think. I think it's it comes down to the expectations again, really. I mean, it's like, you know, we have these expectations and sort of set meanings around what success looks like. And so, you know, if a class is thinner, like mm-hmm. you said, you know, we, it, I bring meaning to yeah. it, you know. Um, even as a teacher, it's like, I hope they don't like me or, yeah. you know, I, I did something wrong at the last class or I don't know. There's, there's all of Like that, stories think, that come in. And, yeah, and that, there's even like with that it's like i have stories about like certain people that come to class and they it's like a it's like something i've completely 100% made up in my head they've never said this they've never brought it up they've never talked to anybody about it no one's else ever said it. it's never happened and i'm like that person does not like doing yeah i know it's crazy and then i'm the whole entire class i'm like you know speaking to something that's not even real and i was like i know But when you're talking about the thing about the, you know, what we see on Instagram and the posts and then like this, like the life of leisure and like there's times where I feel like, well, I shouldn't post that I'm enjoying my life because then someone else out there is going to be like, well, in in that judgment zone. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, it it comes down to is like, who cares? It's like, if you want that life, then go lead it, but don't get down about the other th- the things that other people are doing that you sort of wish you were doing. And, yeah. you know, I were just recently having traveled a bunch in the last month. Um, someone, my, my roommate had said it. And I think even like Braxton had like sent a video, like while they were home and they're like, Adrian's living the life right now. Like she's in Mexico <laughs> for 10 days. And I was just like, you do realize that I haven't taken like a real truly like day off or vacation and I don't even know when the last time was yeah. and but I'm like I'm like you don't need to tell them that just like own it yeah absolutely and I think there's so much work behind all of that you know like you've you've figured it out to be able to live the life mm-hmm. that you you want to live you know and I think that that's the the myth of of it all is that like it just happens it just, just happens yeah. oh she has it so easy like she must know know something that I don't yeah. or like lucky, you know, and I'm not, mm-hmm. it's like, well, you're a hard worker and you've put your time in and you, you know, got clear on certain things and you made it happen. Yeah. And I don't see why you shouldn't be proud of that or be, I think there's always that. just like that. Um, there's something more that I could be doing or, you know, <laughs> someone else is doing this and then I'm like, Oh my God, I need, I need to be able to figure out how to do that. Yeah. But just like what you're saying is I have a teacher that, um, 
I've trained with you trained with Debbie as well. And we were talking about like, you know, how do you get into like conferences and like be one of the like teachers that's like well known and that people are like booking for those kinds of things. And then she told me about like, she shared with me all of like her resume of all of the things that she's presented on all of the, um, like just like trying to think of like what the word is that you put on your resume. Um, just experience. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, I want that to happen for me. I haven't done half. I haven't even done like an eighth of what you've done. And I think to myself, I'm like, oh, so that's why it's happening for you. It's not just, and it's, it was actually, I don't, humbling wasn't the right word, but just reassuring of just like the amount of growth that there still is available, not just for me, but for everybody. We think we hit like, oh, you own a yoga studio. What do you do now? Or what do you do next? And it's just like, oh my God, there's so many things. It's not just like it ends here or you know, one workshop's a fail. It doesn't mean you never have another one. It just means you keep like, I keep saying like, I keep throwing darts at a dartboard until like something's a, a good bull, like even close to the bullseye. And it's like, yes. It's it's so true. I mean, there's, there's really no such thing as perfection, you know, a, along those lines of, you know, there. So I don't know. I, I feel like people, some people out there, they have this idea in their head and they just will never follow through with it because whatever story, it's too hard or I don't have mm. money or I don't have this oh, or not that. And I feel like, I feel like if you just start somewhere yeah. and then, you know, iterate on that little thing, you'll get there. Mm. Right. So like, for example, um, a, a buddy I, I used to work with, um, who were both kind of into basketball, right. It's another passion of mine, basketball, um, probably as much as I like golf, but, um, but he, you know, so we, we, we got along in that way. Right. And he, he shared with me, one of his passions was that he wants to create, um, uh, a basketball camp. Right. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. I really like basketball too. Like, let's talk. I want to help you create this. Mm-hmm. Right. So we got together for a couple of times and sat down for like an hour, um, two or three times and started talking about like what, how we want to create a basketball camp, what it takes. It finally got down to, okay, well, how are we going to get people to show up to our basketball camp? Uh, and we, we came up with all of these ideas like, oh, we could put flyers around town. and But ultimately, like, who are, who are these schmoes, right? Mm-hmm. So I came up with the thought of, like, well, we could very easily go coach youth basketball. And that doesn't take anything except for our time. And then we can get to, like, know the community and kind of figure out what's going on with basketball in the town. So we both agreed that that was our next step. And so we're coaching uh, youth basketball. This, That's this, awesome. Uh, yeah. But it's like, like in that it's just, it didn't just happen. It wasn't like, Hey, I've got this great idea. People are just going to start to come. Exactly. And I actually thought that it's really funny when I first opened my studio here um, after like day two, and I've shared this probably with you is like, I went home and it was like grand, oh, grand opening. Like it, a bunch of people were there. It's great. But then like when people actually had to start paying for classes, let's, <laughs> be honest it's totally different story so day one like really light and I remember that from opening my first studio where it was just like a couple people each class like one two sometimes no one showed and then after day two it was like the same thing no two days like granite and I went home (laughs) and I was just bawling and I was telling my husband I was like I shouldn't have done this this was the worst idea ever and he said to me he goes Adrian how did you think like who did you think were gonna come like, this is like marketing 101. And I was like, I don't know, but like all of my friends told me they were coming and none of them even showed up yet. And it was like, it didn't, it wasn't that I, I was focusing on the who didn't show up versus the people that were already there. 
And then he's like, well, what can you do to, you know, to not don't focus on those people. Like, how can you get other people to come? And it was just like a shift of perspective of like, oh, yeah. And at points like they come and and I've I've always told this to people in business. I'm just like, all of your friends are going to tell that, that tell you they're going to come and they're not. <laughs> Like, but don't get mad at them. Don't focus on what's not working. Focus on like what you can do. And, and even with that, it's like, it didn't just all of a sudden, you know, 30 people show up to a class just because some new yoga studio opened. And granted, like sometimes that happens, but it's, it's more the anomaly than the norm. And you have to do things like be in the community and put the time in and put the work in and have people get to know you. And ultimately it's like, isn't that what we want anyway? Like, we're not just... I mean, I didn't open a yoga studio and like plant it here just so that I could never teach classes. And so when it happens where I'm like, you know, a couple weeks where I have to be there a lot and have to just because there's no other options, but it's also like, wait, I get to be there and this is what I want to do, not the opposite, which is, you know, even in the case of teaching or coaching basketball, it's like, this is what I actually wanted to do initially. I wanted to coach kids or I wanted to get people excited about basketball but we think it's supposed to happen a certain way and when it's not that way I think we forget about I was thinking about this today is like we forget about why we fell in love with it in the first place and this happens like with our jobs it happens with our marriages it happens with for me triathlon like going back to the beginning is like why did you want to do this in the beginning it's like because there was some sheer joy that we got from being around a person being engaged in some activity and I always tell people, even like when they're on the brink of like you know, breaking up with a boyfriend or something, I'm like, why did you start loving them in the beginning? Why did you start yep. loving your job in the beginning? There was some spark that was lit and then we forgot about it. Yep. I, I wish I would have uh, learned this a long time ago, but we, but we really truly get to create our lives. Mm -hmm. Like it's no accident that we are where we are. And whether you're the type of person that creates like the negativity and the drama, or you're the type of person that creates what you really truly say you want, um, it, it's, it's really up to you. Right. So like in, in the example of, of that, the basketball camp, what, you know, me and my buddy could have easily stopped and said, well, we don't know how we're going to get people there. So maybe it's not for us. Yeah. It's too hard. And if we truly believed it was too hard and it couldn't work, that's what would have happened, mm -hmm. you know? And so instead we decided, okay, coaching basketball is the next step. And that's where we're at. We haven't given up on it yet. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine unless we decide that, you know, we want to do something different that it's only a matter of time before we start coaching basketball camp, right. you know? So. Yeah. And that's like, um, that's the case for everything. I've been talking to my, sister most recently she her and her boyfriend live out in Chicago and she keeps talking about like moving out here and I've gotten to the point where and I, I told her this when she was leaving and I said I only get on your case so much because I really want you to do it and I know that you can mm -hmm. and and she just said she's like it'll happen and and the whole thing is is I think like there's so many books on this and like theories and all that stuff but it's like if you go forward with your first instinct of what you really want to do, instead of like even five seconds of contemplating whether you should do something or not, is like you're going to choose not to do it. Like, oh, it's too hard. I'm going to get yeah. sweaty. Oh, it's going to be a pain. Like, it's going to, like, I'm not going to have a job. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a place to live. And 
most recently when I was talking to my sister about this, she was all of a sudden starting to talk about, well, you know, if we have kids and we move out there, it's like, I don't know how we can afford it. I was like, you're not even pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're, she's like making these decisions in some world. That doesn't exist yet. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like forward thinking. It's, and it, and it's also great to think like, what's my vision five years from now? Like yeah. what's my vision 20, 30 years from now? Where do I want to be? And having some yeah. idea about that so that you're moving towards that. But it's like, why are you talking about yeah. you're getting into the future and it's like nowhere even close? Right. You can't do something that hasn't even happened yeah. yet. <laughs> I, I, I think that's so funny. Um, I, was, I was in a conversation or I was hearing somebody talk about this not too long ago. And it's a, that's a story that that's made up, right? Like, well, I can't, what if I want to have kids and I can't afford them, Mm -hmm. right? Well, people make these stories up in their heads all the time, right? And then they start talking like that actually happened to, to other people, right? And then you as a person listen to that and you believe that, Mm -hmm. right? And so you're kind of believing some made up story that doesn't exist from somebody's head because they told you and now you're making up. That's the truth. Like, yeah, and now you're making up these crazy stories. This guy, this guy, like, like put it that way. He's like, you might as well go to Disneyland. You'd yeah. have more fun. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I was, and when we were driving around town, I'd be, I would point out people. I'm like, that guy's living here. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at them. Totally. Like, how are they? They people made it make work. it work. Yeah. yeah, people just make it work. And I think it's like, like having that goal or vision, right? Is really helpful because our minds and every human I think goes through that process of like doubt or all of the excuses and everything but to be really clear on like what it is that you actually want like if you know she for example like really wants to move out here it's like okay then what steps need to happen in order for that to to actually Mm -hmm. take place and that's been something that's been really helpful for me is getting clear on what I actually want in life and stuff because that's kind of the hardest part, yeah. you know, I think, I think I, up until, uh, you know, about a year ago, it's kind of just like, oh, well, things will happen, you know, like the universe will provide. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I really, I really hope that one day I'll do this, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like the hopes and the, you know, oh, well, you know, maybe one days, yeah. like that I'll just doesn't, that. Yeah. yeah, like that. Yeah, just I think doesn't... it comes down to like the clarity and then also just powerful language. So yeah, big time. That's something that I like. There's certain words that I just never use and I will, you know, be sending an email out and I'll catch myself and I'll erase it and I'm, I'll try to figure out another option, like using, even giving people a um, signature, like best wishes. I'm like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> like best or good luck. I'm like, nope, it's not luck. <laughs> and I'm just like, Adrian. <laughs> Cause That's it's just so like, I don't want to, there, there's, it's not wishing to make it happen. It's not hoping to make it happen. It's not right. trying to make it happen. It's, are you going to show up or are you not? Right. I will be at that class. And if you won't be, it's like the whole thing of living with integrity of no, I'm not going to be there. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. There doesn't have to be a, a follow up with mm-hmm. that. And I think that's like for, for me personally, it's the hardest thing. I always want to, whether it's uh, like, I think even messaged you today. I was like, can we move this earlier? I'm trying to hang out with my husband. And it, at the same time, I'm like, I don't need to tell her that I could just ask and make a request and not have to have the clarifier. <laughs> but I think it's just like, I, I need to be a little human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally get that too. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, I I I agree. Like words are so much more important than I think a lot of people give them credit for. And then and plus, like in a world where uh, you know of slang, we kind of get sloppy with our language, and that's like kind of if as you start to get sloppy with your language, so goes your life. I think, and it's so funny because I don't I don't know that people really realize that their life and their world comes from their language, right? I mean, you're sitting on a couch because we decided to call it a couch, right? Otherwise, you would just be there, whatever there means. I know. Someday in some city that someone named. Exactly. So, like, what, you know, and to kind of bring bring back the example of your sister, it's like, what's the difference between Chicago and California other than all of this meaning that we that we made up in, in some story. I, I, well, that's when the I, biggest thing, like thinking about, I mean, number one thing of living here is like, oh, it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so how much, like, you know, and then you break, start breaking it down. It's like, okay, so I pay this much for rent or this much for a mortgage or whatever it is. And granted, it's like, yeah, my house is definitely smaller than it was when I lived in the, the Midwest. But I spend a lot less time inside of my house. I don't travel as much. I'm outside all the time, you know, Things are, quote, more expensive according to, like, having to put the dollar out. But, like, energetically wise of, like, how much more I'm enjoying just this awesome world that we're given instead of complaining about things that, you know, we can't control the weather. It's, like, one of the number one things we can't control. But it's the number one thing everyone wants to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's sunny out. It's cold out. It's snowing out. It's raining out. It's, like, yeah, that's what's happening. (laughs) So I'm like, I, even when I lived in back in, um, before Chicago was in Wisconsin and I said to myself, I said, okay, this is the year I'm going to start doing snow sports. And I was like, and if you don't do them, we're moving. And I, like, I told myself that. And I just said, I'm like, I hate being cold. I hate, like, I'll put on all the stuff for like skiing or I'm like, I really wanted to start cross country skiing. Like, oh, this is fun. I like exercise. And I was like, I hate being cold. Like, this is never going to work. Yeah. And then it's just like gradually been like, okay, what's the world that I want to live in? It's not the world of being cold all the time and then complaining to someone about my fingers being cold and my body being cold and how it's so cold outside and I need now I need a jacuzzi. And <laughs> I, you know, I think uh, five or 10 years ago, I grew up in LA and, and I'm kind of thankful that I was, when I moved to Santa Barbara, I was kind of too young and stupid to really think about it. Um, and my buddy was like, what are you doing? Come move up here. I, was like, I don't have any money. I gave him a bunch of excuses. He's like, look, I'm going to let you borrow first month, month's rent. You go get a job. You go do what you need to do. And I was too stupid to really like think about why that was a bad idea. So I just did it. And I've been living in Santa Barbara ever since, right? And that, that was like a rare example of me like doing something that big on a whim up until recently where I figured out like, probably within the last year or two, I figured out that like I can go do anything that I want to for, and it doesn't matter if like this is aligned to here. And you know, if I've saved this much money to go do this thing or, or whatever, if we want it enough, we'll make it happen. And that's like how it's everything. And whether it's been like, you know, going on a trip or teaching, learning to teach yoga or getting in doing triathlon or like, I don't know, just having something like you need a bike. Well, it's like you can talk about getting a bike, but are you, what are you doing to actually like 
have one in your possession so that you can use it to do the things that you love. And I think we spend so much time instead of like going out on like the whim of like, I'm just going to make it happen. We spend so much time talking about how we're not going to make it happen or all the obstacles in the way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so hard. I don't know how to do it. And I think the best piece of advice that someone gave me when I was first getting into like owning a business was she just said like what you said before is take the first step. And sometimes we like we're so blinded by like how complicated every like step is beyond the first one that we don't see the first one. And she said, just go look for a place that you could have a studio. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, just go drive around and just see if there's any places around that seem like a good place that for a yoga studio. And I was like, okay. And then that turned into, I mean, cause I didn't even know how much rent was. Like I made up this yeah. whole thing about like, oh, it's too expensive. Totally. And even in California, like everyone's like, there's too many yoga studios in California. You shouldn't open one and it's going to be way too expensive. And then I started to do my own research and I was like, let me prove you wrong. <laughs> and just starting to go out and, and not putting the energy into that because there's plenty of that. Like there's oh, plenty yeah. that it's like we could, go down the street at any point in time and have a conversation about how like our world is screwed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, what conversation do we want to have going back to like your word is your world. And I want to create and granted, like it's not always perfect. And there's a lot of times like we, I was telling you is like, there's certain people that I'm just going to like be totally below the line and bent to and just complain and gossip. And I'm like, okay, we're done. Yeah. (laughs) But I think as we were talking about that, it's like, Having the language where you're, you kind of know that that's not how you are living your life and on a regular basis, right? So it's sort of like, okay, let's vent, let's get it off our chest, you know. Give me one minute, I'm just gonna go off the off my rocker. (laughs) Yeah, but then then they can still hold you to you know your word and integrity to you know accountability even after Mm -hmm. that that happens. Whereas I think some people don't even have the delineation between the two it's sort of just like that's where they live all the yeah you know their time is um and that sort of negative or venting or you know complaining and I think I think it kind of comes from like wanting connection it does you know, you know it's like wanting to have something to talk oh about. totally it's like the easiest and, thing to do is like right. right so have you talked to this person instead yeah. of talking about like something that's really real and vulnerable or like happening to yourself yeah. you know yeah. like in your own life yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah it's it's pretty interesting Mallory's started doing this thing lately and I don't know if she's noticed that she's been doing it, but I really appreciate it when she's like kind of catching herself in a, you know, like in a, in a mood or, or like she'll just warn me ahead of time. Like, Hey, you know, just let me have this for a second and then she'll go off. But I now that I've been warned, I know that it's like, okay, wait a minute. I don't, I just need to sit here and take it for a second. I don't need and to then, respond. I don't need to yeah, tell her how to do anything. Yeah, that's yeah, brilliant. Which it's so brilliant because before that happening, if that when that when that happens to me, I'm just like, what do I gotta do? I, I gotta do something. Yeah, and then and that's not what needs to happen in that point in time. And so it turns into this. It, you know, it, it could turn into this like really bad place. But when it when you get that fair warning, like, hey, just this is gonna happen. Yeah. As a guy, it's just it's so. It's so amazing. <laughs> Refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've definitely, I've definitely had those conversations with my husband and I think w- you have to have like the blow ups and it being like a total, just epic disaster of a conversation. I mean, we've had it for like, and all of a sudden I'm like, I don't even know why we're arguing. Yeah. yeah. All I wanted to do was like, 
hang out with you or all I wanted to was a hug. And then yeah. it's like, well, why didn't you say that? I'm like, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I was like too scared to say that. Yeah. Or I was too scared to like really be honest totally. with what I needed. Or like, yeah. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I just had this huge, just like, like cry fest. And just like, I mean, like snot pouring. Just like, <laughs> And at one point he asked me a question of like, kind of like, well, how could you change or how can you make it better? And I, I didn't realize at that point that best thing at those moments beforehand is to be like, all I want you to do right now is listen. I don't yeah. want advice. I don't want, and I, I just, I need to be heard or seen or felt or whatever it is. And then it's just like, it puts, it takes you off the hook and you don't have to make it better. You don't have to fix it. And I think a lot of it going to like, you know, the like woo woo yoga stuff is like, we sometimes don't let ourselves feel the experience and, you know, thinking about how most often we're disconnected from a lot of things. Like we don't actually realize that we get to be the creator of our experience that we're having. And also not just like the words that we put on is like, Oh, I feel tired. And it's like, well, what's telling you, what's telling you that it's like, well, my eyes are heavy. It's like, well, then your eyes are just heavy. Not necessarily that because your eyes are heavy that you're tired or I've been yawning a lot. So I'm tired. And it's like, we're connecting dots that don't need to be connected. And I think with like the language with our significant others or you know, people that we work with, it's like, what are we, what are we really, what are we really asking for? Or yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think a lot of arguments in general, like a lot of my behavior um, before I started to go in and start really noticing the habits and like the sort of routine things that I was doing, my behavior was a calling for attention or a de- like something that I was scared to share with. So like, you know, like a, I would start an argument or we would get in a fight, Kevin and I, and then it would be like kind of after that whole thing came to a head, it's like, what am I really wanting out of that? It's like, oh, I, you know, I wanted, I just wanted to hang out or I wanted your attention or, you know, I wanted to have a connected conversation, but I thought if I I, talked to you about the fact that there's no milk in the fridge, then that would get me me heard. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that that kind of shows up in, in everybody's life. It's like just checking in with the actions that we're doing to, and, and really trying to understand like, well, what is it that we are asking for? out of those yeah and just see I think seeing like the patterns like taking the time to step back when I was in Mexico I had um awesome massage and the massage therapist he was like a Mayan healer he's like one of the ways that you're gonna get through some of this like stuff that you're holding on to is meditation he's like just sitting with it and noticing like when you think about certain things like how you feel how your body feels like what it is that you're really craving from something that might have happened in the past or why you can't forgive something or forgive a person. And it's like, what are you longing for? And that's the same things I think if we just spend a little time. It's like when those moments come up where your spouse comes home from work and they're ranting and raving and you've had a bad day too, you don't blow up at each other because you've taken the time to sit and be still and realize like, whoa, this is totally not what this is about. It's something different and it's like I'm spending the time looking in my stuff so that I can see someone else's, someone else more clearly and not the fact that they're 
you know, our job is to fix or change them, right. but just to right. be like, I'm going to be here for you, whatever capacity that might be. And I think like that, I've, I've never actually spent like a religious amount of time like doing any sort of meditation. But going back to like the exercise thing is like, if I'm alone by myself, spending like whether it's 30 minutes to like six hours, like there's a lot of time to like sift through like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I love to do it? Am I doing it because I'm trying to learn something? You know, if I go back or I'm out riding my bike, am I taking pictures so that I can thing than someone else's or like the background and what's going on and it's like all those things when I'm going for like a long ride like all that stuff comes up and then it's like okay almost like we talk about in yoga is like the snow globe thing where you just like okay shake it out and like be present again with what's happening and what's coming up like whether it's stillness or movement and I think like going back to like what is it about that passion about in that way it's I'm just so curious about that stuff for myself. And then when I see someone else going through something that I've been through for like, you know, like whether it's like a dark period in their life where they don't feel like they're going to go out of their house. It's like, I've been there. Like I remember like having been divorced before and not wanting to like be around people. But in, in essence, it's like what I really wanted was to be around people, but I wanted someone to reach out to me instead of had to do it. And it's just like all those things is like being still through that and getting time like whether it's yoga mat or whatever in movement rock and song background and whatever like that's what gets me excited like being the change that I want for myself and then also helping other stuff that's cool I think that having responsible language as part of being an adult right because if you don't use your language responsibly ultimately you're just being a baby if you come in you're like ah yeah. you know that's what right um that's and, what and we the, feel like doing a lot of times like, <laughs> i mean that's no that's but that's literally what we do a lot of times i think you know it's like kevin come help me mom mallory i'm busy yeah. you know and it, that's really it's just being two babies instead of being adults like you know what's really yeah, happening like pause yeah. Yeah. For a sec. Yeah. The the other thing I wanted to say is I I feel like social media gets a little bit of a bad rap in that like yes every I feel like every there's so there's a certain amount of people who are who are only sharing the good oh, to totally. look good, but there's also I feel like it it's it is inherent with us to share the good because we want to share the good and we don't want to share the bad. Right. So it's, it's, I feel like it's a matter. And well, because I don't want to follow someone that's just complaining all the time. I'm yeah, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And then it's just responsible for us to, to really sort of take it in responsibly, right? We could take it in however we want, right? We could take in the bad, like that, the nagging person, like, oh, that guy's such a nagger. Like, I'm going to block him. Yeah. Or, or this person, all they show is the good stuff. Like, you yeah. know, that's us taking it in. Yeah. It's not them. Do, you know, they're just and it's posting always, a picture. But it's always, I was talking about this last night um, with a friend for dinner, and we were talking about how depending on what space we go into viewing social media from, that's how we take it in. And you take the same exact news feed the, day, the next day, you're in a completely different, like, energetic like, state. 
It's completely different. You're like, oh, yep. I love that. That's yeah. amazing yeah. that you're doing these things. Go get them. <laughs> and then the day before, you're like, I hate you. Yeah. I wish I had your life. <laughs> you should work harder. <laughs> oh man, We're, our 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 inner our inner heads yeah. are just the worst. What? So it sounds like you're getting back into triathlon. I am. That's so cool. That's exciting. Yeah. So I um, it was interesting. I decided I I was having this for fun or competitively. For, well, I don't like to do things for just like no competition. Um, <laughs> I like to like I. I want to do it well. Like it just like you would a yoga practice. It's like going to yoga class once a week is great. Going twice a week is better. Three times a week is going to make more of a difference. Five times a week, just like anything, golfing, discipline, consistency. It's mm-hmm. like doing the work. Um, so there's that part of it of like, I call it like doing the work, but it's not necessarily that it's like a job. Um, but I was talking to a friend like maybe a month ago or so. And I said, I think next year, I'm like, I'm either going to do an Ironman or I'm going to have babies. And he's like, those are two, like, kind of similar things, but completely different. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, I kind of just feel bored. And I was just like, I feel like I need to do something other than just, like, my day-to-day, like, thinking about my business, thinking about things that are going on at home. I want to do something different. And then I, like, stepped back from that, and I really started to think, like, taking some time away was, was magical of, like, what do I like to do and how, how have I not been spending my time being on like vacation gives you a chance to like spend the time however you want to do it. And I'm like, I don't, I realized in this last year, like I said, like my body like didn't feel as well. And I, but I also had this like thought in my head that I was going to spend the entire year like being super social. Like I'm going to go out. I'm going to like go to coffee with people all the time and we're going to get lunches and I'm going to get invited to all these (laughs) parties and I'm going to go to all of them. And then I realized I was like, actually, I'm, that's like not what happened. And I had to create the connections and it wasn't like things just came to me. And I was like, okay, so I'm doing more of that. But at the same time, I'm like, I actually, I realized that I was using training. Like I had said, if use it as a way to escape people. And I've been talking with a couple people that do triathlons that this is like a totally if you if you look at yourself it's very easy to be like oh I can't go to that I gotta go ride my bike for three hours (laughs) and so you get to be avoiding a lot of you know parties that you don't really want to go to or social settings or let's say you like you want to take care of yourself but you're you're invited to a barbecue where everybody's getting drunk and you're or like they're drinking and you don't like can't feel comfortable standing socially without a drink in your hand it's like oh I'm just I'm just gonna ride my bike and so, like, I started looking at, like, all that while I was taking some time off. And I was just like, I've chosen to, perp- like, purposefully disconnect in ways. And using triathlon to do that because it does require so much time and effort to, like, do well. And then I'm like, but I don't want to do that. Like, ultimately, we were talking about, I was like, we want connection. We want community. And I'm like, that's what I want to create more this time is, like, and so, like, it's easy for me to just use my job of like having very slim features at the studio. It's like, well, I, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to do it. I'm not gonna have enough time. And I'm like, wait a second. When I first got into this, I was teaching all of the classes and I was training for my first Ironman. How did I do all that? It's like, I get to create the schedule I want to create. So it's like, okay, I want to go out riding with people Saturdays. And I'm like, but I teach Saturdays. So what am I going to do? 
And then I had the con- like just recently just had the conversation with Krisha and I was like, I want to, as of like middle of February, I don't want to teach Saturdays because I want to go ride with people. Like, okay, I'll teach those classes. But like I had to make the request, which to me was like, well, this isn't fair. It's my business. I should be there. I should be there on Saturday. Saturday's a busy day. And it's like, says who? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And Her so business. like all you these kind of like thoughts I've been having about this. I'm like, what do I want to? And it's, so simple it's like but well, you're just signing up for a race but it's like it's such a dedication of time and and energy that i'm like i want to be doing it for the right reason not just because i'm bored and um the right reason what's the right well reason? the right reason is just not doing it for like other people or proving something or um i mean those are uh those are all reasons yeah. right yeah but i guess it's more like like boards just as equally a good reason true yeah, but I think it's like go back to the whole thing of like, well, what are you passionate about? It's like I like, to me, like the right reason. Like this is how I enjoy spending my time. Yeah. Not like, and also like looking at what training's supposed to be is according to like the pros are training at this level or if you want to get to this time, you should be doing this amount. I'm like, I'm not following any of the regular rules. I want to like, I want to swim when I want to swim and I'm not going to be, I mean, I want to do enough so that I'm not going to hurt myself and yeah. also like to get to the starting line ready versus under trained completely. But um, like within reason of this is appropriate. It's not, not maddening and it's not making me lose energy. Like you're going to lose energy just because you're just doing so much physical exercise, but like lose like, um, it's kind of interesting because Ironman is one of those things where you can look at someone that's training for a triathlon and be like, oh, my God, they're so healthy and they're so fit. And it's like, actually, they're kind of crazy. <laughs> like, they're, they're almost, like, can, like, take their body into a lot of, oh, yeah. um, like, just, you know, stress is stress. And so if you're exercising to the point you're not getting enough rest and all that kind of stuff, like, you're, you're making your, it worse than if you actually just sat on the couch and did nothing. Yeah. And so it's, like, finding that, like, happy medium and, it's funny because I, I think of the triathlete world and the community, especially in Santa Barbara at least, um, as being this really tight-knit. Like you, from the outside looking in, it's like there's a huge oh, there's huge there. Yeah, and like the connection is is the race. Mm-hmm. And um, do, are the is training though kind of solo? Like do just sometimes or, depends. Like again, like yeah. I've created it so that like. I teach the times that most people are working out. Oh, okay. oh yeah. And, and or, um, but like, again, like that's the world that I've created. Mm-hmm. And I've created it in a way that it's like, well, I can't, I can't ever do this with you because I have to be somewhere else. Like, well, if you wanted to do that enough, you would figure out a way to make it happen. And so it's like creating that reality over and over and over again. It seems like uh, Iron Iron Man bulk are kind of type A. Oh, totally. Too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many of those. Are for yeah, after a while, it's like, <laughs> it's just like a nerd fest. I mean, yeah. like, it's a totally different. There's like all sorts of, like, we're yogi nerds. Like, we could like geek out on yoga for like, and talk about it for hours. Or like, even just like the conversation, like someone else sitting on like the side of the road listening to us. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, what is yeah. all this like? your word matters and all this kind of stuff. But it's like when, again, you're passionate about it. It's like you could talk about it for hours. And that at some points in trial, I'm like, okay, enough. Yeah. (laughs) 
So so triathlon won over poopy diapers. It huh? did. Yeah. Yeah. Um it did. For now. For now. Yeah. It takes two so to cool. tango in that department, so it's like mm-hmm. mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but only you know, it only takes tango for a couple minutes. For, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um Cool. Well, we've been kind of chatting for 55 minutes right. and like we've been going at it strong for 55 minutes. Um, but it's awesome to hear that you're getting back into triathlons. Yeah. Fun. yeah. And your the studio you own is Power of Your mm-hmm. Own in Santa Barbara. Right. So in case anybody hears this that it? isn't going, there, yeah. they should check it out. Right. Um, but thanks for uh, coming on and yeah, thanks for chatting having with this us. Really fun. Yeah. Cool. It was way Walk more the- comfortable holding the microphone than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a hole in. Um.